What's up, viewers and listeners? My name is Jay. I'm a registered nutritionist based here in Bristol, working with BJJ enthusiasts across the globe. On today's episode, we had Shane Curtis on the show, aka Gothlord, a 28-year-old black belt under Paul and Neil Owen at Nottingham MMA. He is sponsored by Subguards, Scramble, Role Models, Brotherhood Performance, and is our newest sponsored athlete here at BJJ Nutrition. Shane has had some dominant performances at Polaris, Grapple Fest, Into Grapple, and many other tournaments. Shane has gone on to developing his own jiu-jitsu technique called the Goff Lock, with a very promising grappling career ahead of him. In this episode today, we talked about plant-based diets, supplements, some recent drama at comps, and much, much more. For all of our UK following, we will be at Grapple Fest on the 1st of July, so please come and say hello to myself and producer Tom. We will have our grip strength tester with us, so you too can see how your grip strength matches up against the pros. Look forward to seeing you all next Saturday. Thank you for tuning in, and of course, if you're not subscribed, please click that subscribe button and turn on post notifications for further videos and updates. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Let's get into episode 11. Oosh. Right, guys, we are on episode 11.5 or 5.5 or part two of the podcast. Um, we couldn't decide, but my name is Jay. I'm the host of the BJJ Nutrition Podcast. Uh, I run the BJJ Nutrition Consultancy, making sure fighters are performing to their best needs with the right food and making sure they're not doing anything silly with our weight cuts. We are back here in Nottingham MMA for the great... Can you introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> The man needs no introduction. The man needs no introduction. Um, has many, many names, but Shane, obviously, thank you very much for having us back here. Um, obviously, again, apologies for our error on the technical side of things, but we definitely had a few things we wanted to cover, which are more nutrition-focused than uh, the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and obviously, some things have changed since then, obviously, yeah. with this lovely sign-up here. We'll obviously have a chat about Intergrapple as well in the meantime. Cool. But um, how have you been, man? How's everything been going? Obviously, yeah. it's been a good couple of months, I think, since we've yeah, last seen it. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, it feels like it was only yesterday, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, everything's been going really well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I know obviously you've been out and competed a few times as well. Um, I know not obviously the results obviously you've always wanted and stuff like that, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, the main thing obviously with this one we want to cover over is, as you said, many people aren't aware of this. And when I first met you, I wasn't aware about this, is that you follow a plant-based diet, right? Um, and so let's dive into that a little bit more when did you make the switch was there any particular reason why you made the switch or what was the situation there um it's been just over three years now i'd say yeah um and initially it was just a case of i thought i'd just give it a go yeah you know like and the idea was if i so initially i actually went vegetarian okay and i thought oh, i'll give it a go i'll see how i feel and then if I feel either the same or better, mm. I'll continue with it. Yeah. And I felt no difference in a positive way. Yeah. Like, I feel like to feel no different is a, is a positive. Mm. Like, because it's just the same as eating meat, so then why would I? Sort sure. of thing. And then eventually I just got bored of eggs. <laughs> Having eggs every fucking day. Yeah. I thought, well, I don't even need them. I'm getting really bored of them. Probably trying every sort of concoction going, like yeah, frittata, omelette, boiled egg, everything going. Uh, and then I just got rid of them. Okay. Like, yeah, it is more, I guess, towards loving animals okay. than it was to do for a, to health purposes. Yeah, I'm with you. And I just found that I still feel good. I feel great. Nice. One of the biggest things I've found is I can eat closer to training. Yes. And still perform. Nice. Like, 
when I did eat meat and I'd eaten like meat before training mm. or an animal uh, place, animal based food, mm. then I will, I'd feel shit and I'd have the worst training sessions possible. Yeah. And like, every time I did that, this is crap. I feel awful. And I know my coach as well. He said to that to me before, if he's eaten before training, he would have eaten some meat or something. He has shit sessions. Interesting. And now I know that I can eat pretty much whatever I want before training. Yeah. I, tends obviously to be some sort of carbohydrates, yeah. a little bit of protein. Um, I feel great. I have more energy through training. I don't feel sluggish and lethargic. Mm. I feel really good. That's interesting. So one of the common things, obviously, that we see to a lot of our athletes who are performing is, especially when they're eating for performance, let's say, there are areas which can get confusing, right? And it's like general population information, eat your fruit and veg, right? Need to get more protein in your diet, or don't have high sugary drinks, this type of stuff, right? When it comes to performance, however, trying to eat a kilo worth of broccoli a day, yeah. it's gonna make you feel absolutely horrific because you're gonna have too much fiber in your stuff, it's not gonna digest, you're gonna be walking around feeling like bloated all the time. So when you did switch to more plant-based, did you kind of have to regulate that a little bit to try and sort of subside it at all, or? Uh, not really, because I, I don't overdo it with the veg. Yep. Like, I think most of my diet I do concentrate on is getting like carbohydrates. Yeah. And like, not like fructose, mm -hmm. more like, I guess, rice. Yep, pasta, sure, sure. Even bread, yep. that sort of thing. So like looking for those carbohydrates that I can use as an energy source. Yep. And to make sure I'm eating enough calories to be able to maintain and gain weight. Yep. Which is which is one of the harder things at the beginning. Mm. At the beginning, I wasn't overly sure where I was getting my protein from mm -hmm. and my and my carbs. Yeah. The carbs are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, but the protein was a harder thing. Sure. So I did lose a little bit of weight. Like I dropped maybe from 80 to 75. Okay. Um, 89, yeah, maybe 70, 78, 79, so maybe 75, 76. Sure. Which is then when I fought Bradley Hill, I was quite small. And then I realized kind of what I was doing wrong. Yeah. And then I just learned from there. Yeah. And I realized, right, this is what I need. This is how I'm going to get it. Mm. And then from there on, it's just been a case of hitting those protein targets. Yep. Aiming for that like 160 yep. grams of protein a day, 170. Um, and also, eating a lot more carbs. Yeah. And so I find at least I can eat more on a plant-based diet. Okay, that's interesting. Um, but I don't know if that's because it's a lot of food, it's a lot of foods are lower calorie. Yeah. So that, that's the one thing I say to a lot of, let's say if, if I've got a client in a fat loss phase, for yeah. example, I say if you find anything with the word berry in it, yeah. go crazy on the stuff, right? <laughs> Generally because you know, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, gooseberries, all this type of stuff, right? All super low calorie. Yeah. Good in fiber as well. It's going to keep you full. It's going to, and you can just literally make a massive bowl out of it. So yeah. one of the dishes that we normally end up suggesting to people is sort of 250 grams worth of like frozen strawberries, right? Bang it in the microwave, put some oats in there, type of yeah. thing, and then depending obviously on your preferences for you, you in particular, yeah. but two scoops of obviously protein powder on it. This bowl of food is going to be fucking huge type yeah. thing, and it's going to keep you nice and full, and it's going to give you all the energy you kind of need for the rest of the yeah. day, which is cool. So you mentioned obviously your weight going down a little bit and yeah. obviously going up. Where what are you walking around now? If you don't want to ask. About eighty-eight. 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 Eighty-nine. Okay, cool. Yeah. So with the weight gain, then obviously that's happened over sort of three, three years. Yeah, yeah. Three, three years. I think realistically, if we take all out the bit where I lost a little bit of weight. Yep. It, I've only gained like eight kilo. That's not much then over three years. Three no, years. not at all actually, nothing about eight, it. Yeah. Eight, maybe nine kilo. Cool. In three years, which is not that much. I think everyone feels like it's more, 
than it is. Mm. Everyone thinks I've got a lot bigger. But I think it depends on where you started from. So we get this again, again, I keep on referring to the fat loss clients, obviously, again, for this, but you get the comment of going, oh, you're looking a bit too skinny. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, you're used to me being obese or overweight, right? And now I'm putting myself in a better position now, and it's kind of like the mirrored version for you. Like, oh, yeah, you look huge now in comparison to previously. Well, yeah, I've done conscious efforts to try and get (laughs) past this, and this is now when you walk around weight from that. Um, Out of interest, then, obviously, with this new walk around weight you've got, does that mean... It took you a little while to get used to keeping that level up. Did you find you were dipping a little bit sometimes in weights? Then you had to eat more again, type of thing. Or? Like fluctuating. Yeah. Way. So like, um, I think because I just never really worried about what I was eating, I just kept eating. Like, <laughs> I can, and I still do now. Yeah. Like, I've got to cut a little bit of weight in a few weeks. Um, but aside from that, I've never even worried about cutting weight for comps. Nice. Like, so it, I, it's never really kind of. It's never really played in my mind. Yeah. I got to 92 on Christmas Day. Hey. Um, but <laughs> I think we all got to 92 <laughs> on Christmas Day at some point. But that's really the only time I've noticed it kind of going up and down. Yeah. There's generally been quite a steady increase mm. as I've just been lifting and eating and training. Nice. That's all good. That's really, really good. Um, and so obviously the weight's kind of progressed in the right direction. Do you feel like you're going to keep it there or you're going to keep on pushing on? Or? Um, well, I want to do trials at 88. Okay. So... Yeah, I'll be staying. I'm yeah, where I am. Stay, Might sense. lean up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, abs aren't really that functional. I'm glad you said that. It's one of my biggest bugbears at the moment is bodybuilding getting into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not a bodybuilding show, right? <laughs> abs do not submit anyone, right? Bulging biceps do not submit anyone, exactly. right? It's, well, actually, I don't know, technically, it might help a little bit, I might take that one back. Veins don't submit people, right? All this yeah, type of stuff. low body fat doesn't submit anyone. No, it doesn't. If anything, like I said, if you took any of those people on that stage in their fucking glorious tan, you might ruin your white mats, but don't get me wrong. But yeah. at the same time, they are in the most depleted state possible that you, you probably push them over, they're just gonna collapse instantly. Yeah, they're like heart attacks. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. I, well, that's a real thing, right? The amount of professional bodybuilders who are keeping coming out each and every other month, like, this person's died, this person's died, this person's yeah. died, right? Which is sad enough, obviously, because they've obviously helped people overcome those different things, but it seems to be quite a concurrent pattern mm. of, again, performance enhancing drug use and all that type of stuff, but it's not a great lifestyle in the slightest bit. I remember one of them, actually, I think, um, a guy called Callum Von Moga. He actually eventually became like a Gucci model, all this type of oh, stuff. Okay. Just walking around, Nietzsche went, popped out. Wow. And it's because of this mass that was walking around all of the time. It was just so big. So fucking big, and it just popped. And then there's other cases of that type of thing happening, but yeah, it's a big bugbear, man. Sorry, I was with a massive no, tangent okay. on there. <laughs> but it was just, Again, this world of like online coaching, which is already massively saturated, and they think, oh, I've got his clients to lose 10 kilograms in the gym. Good old Dave who go and works in an office every type of week. Like, yeah. oh, I know how to do this for jiu-jitsu, I know how to do sports performance. I'm like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, in my world, even myself having a human nutrition degree at university, my title's not protected. Yeah. You can call yourself a nutritionist. Right. Yeah, it's not the same as being a doctor. You can't just call yourself no, a doctor. You, right, well, you can try and call yourself a professor. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. Um, or a dietitian is protected, for example. Well, I but... am a professor at Nottingham Trent University. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, but then I, again, I, like I said, I think yeah. someone said to me the other day, like Dr. Dre has no doctorate. I can guarantee you that type of thing. Yeah. He's still got that on there. So, um, but the idea being is that I think there needs to. I appreciate people are looking into research mm. in different places, but I think they need to be aware of what they are looking at 
and to be honest, if I'm real, in terms of the information we have for grapplers alone, it's limited, mm. like really limited. I think I was having a discussion with um, uh, Tom Sparks actually okay, yeah. um, about water loading techniques and what information we know on this. Yeah. And we've only got a handful of studies and the most yeah. recent one was with 30 grapplers who one group did a water load, the other one didn't do a water load. Yeah. And we got some good information from it, but to say that it's worked for 30 people, yeah. it's a little bit like, right, okay. And it's so, Underexplored yet, and the problem being, especially within the weight cutting world, is that who's going to voluntarily do a weight cut? Like, yeah. <laughs> do, hey, we're just going to deplete you. Do you mind? Yeah, it's cool. We're going to test you and do all this type of yeah, stuff. It's not the same as an MMA. This MMA or boxing. Mm. The day before weigh-ins. Yeah. Like this is like you're weighing in on the day and competing on the day. Yeah, majority of the time. You said you you can't be depleting yourself. No, and that's the problem. The thing is, I'm sure you've seen this at multiple competitions. People sort of like running around in sweat bags and all this type of stuff, trying yeah. to shift off the last bit. I'm like, why are you going to the far end of the scale to start with when mm. you could have done so much more? Like. I think I did a post obviously last night about how to shift the kilo within the week. And there's like four different things you can do before even dropping a single bit of sweat yeah. type thing. And it it's not even that hard, but sorry, I've got a complete tangent here. It's all about you. I've never, I don't think I've ever missed weight at a comp, I haven't. Nice. I, I've never, I've barely had to cut weight. I have had to a couple of times, mm. but never missed it. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, I'm just going to go to the weight class yeah. above. Yeah. I'll go in between the limit I actually am. Yeah, and this is the big argument I've said a few times is that when you look at Smooth Comp in particular, they actually put the weight of the people on some of them on there, what they okay. weigh in at, and then typically on average, you're looking at most people underweigh by about 1.5 to 2 kilograms. Yeah. So let's say, I don't know, for hypothetical sake, that you could be under 75 or you could go up to 80, right? And you're like 77, yeah. right? When, or let's say 76, you're just on the cusp. Now you can either stress about trying to get under 75 in the gi, let's say, so you've got to do a little bit more, or you could eat up to that 80 mark. Yeah. And the majority of people fighting at 80 already are on average 1.5 kg under. So you're worried about a kilo, Yeah. right? I know um, you don't give, give a single fuck yeah. about who you fight in the slightest <laughs> bit, but to anyone else out there listening out there, if I told you your gym buddy's a kilo heavier than you, would you give a monkeys? No, you can just go <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just go and fucking smash each other up and just see what yeah. happens. So this big fear that you're going to get this guy who's like cutting from 90 down to 80 type thing. Yeah. And there are going to be outliers. To that okay, if he does that, then he's going to be fucked. Yeah. And he's going to be under fueled and stuff yeah. like that. And the, like I said, there's outliers to the situation. Yes. With some of the Saloni comps, obviously we've got some day before wins and things yeah. like that, which is a bit different, but by then I like to think, you know exactly where you should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's cool. So with the, um, sorry, back to the plant-based diet, if you don't mind yeah. with that, then, um, Obviously you went vegetarian, then obviously went fully obviously into the vegan type of thing. I think the obvious question is, is there anything, any particular food groups that you feel like you miss out on or any cravings right. or anything? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all? No, nothing. There's, ne there's not one thing I look at and think, oh, I wish I could have that. Yeah. Like, and if there is anything, there are always alternatives. Yeah. Like, and chocolate's got a lot better. So. <laughs> Well, there's a good question for you. So I'm pretty sure good old the mighty uh, JRE, I think, obviously put this uh, put that out there. Was what's your thoughts on the pro highly processed plant-based alternatives? If you see what I mean, there's a lot. Everything, in my opinion, um, sh you should have in moderation. Sure. So moderation in moderation. Yep. Uh, Joe Rogan says that himself, actually. Yeah. So yeah, it, but there's the thing is that you've got highly processed meat food, mm. so it's no different. People are just like casting. Casting like that, sh like that um, negative um, view on it, just because people, a lot of people are anti, plant based, anti plant based, yeah. which is ridiculous. Mm. 
Like, obviously, there are also people that are anti-meat mm. and so on and so forth. Um, but I don't really think it's any different to a processed meat food mm. or animal product food. I think to some degree, it's just kind of giving a fuck about what you're eating. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, I've seen it plenty of times. I'm going plant-based, right? And it'll be someone to try and lose weight, let's say. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not just as simple as you doing plant-based. Right? <laughs> like, you, yeah. you can get fat eating chips, oddly enough. Who yeah. knew, right? Um, or something along those That's lines. That's the problem. A lot of people, I think it's important. It's harder to know what to do and mm. to do it right. Yeah. But when you know, then it's fine. Yeah, it's managing. And it's the same thing. I, do you know what? I refer to like a jiu-jitsu technique. Yeah. Right. If you don't know how to do golf lock, let's say, right, yeah. to begin with, you ain't going to ace it straight away. You might hit it luckily in one position. <laughs> Tom will find out later. Um, uh, and then the idea being is that, yeah, you're going to rehearse it, you're going to drill it, you're going to practice it, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to make like little errors. Like, I don't know, I'm sure there'll be no moments from when you're in the plant based, obviously, diet, which you're following now, that you've eaten something and gone, oh shit, this is not, <laughs> this is not what I thought it was or something like yeah. that. And you learn from it and go, right, well, I'm not going to make that mistake again. So yeah. no, that's, that's perfectly understandable. And I think you're right in terms of the processed food element to it, that moderation is going to be key. And I think obviously for anyone who, who wants to give a fuck about what they're eating, they're going to try and find kind of original food sources, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and to quote, I know obviously Dan Strauss is like, You've got to you've got to put some effort into it. Yeah, if you yeah. want to if you want to get better at your diet and nutrition, you've got to put some time into it, and Definitely. you can't just wing it as such. So, um, one question obviously that comes to mind then when it comes to following a plant based diet is supplementation. Then. Yeah. So, again, not every person who follows plant based diets is aware of this type of thing. Is that yeah. B twelve, for example, yep. is the one thing that obviously gets lacking. So, were you aware of that from the start at all? Um, I was aware of it, but I probably didn't supplement it straight away. Sure. Um, until I realised like how important it was. Mm. Um, Did you notice the lack of energy? energy? No. no. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So I don't know. If, I don't know why that would be. I've never felt a lack of energy. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm actually just tired. Yeah. Like, that's just a thing, isn't it? You should have got up at five o'clock with us this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, as far as supplements go, like B12, omega three, six, and nine. Yep. Um, essential amino acids. Yep. I've got just a, a normal A to Z vitamin. Oh, yeah. um, I have some strange mushroom vitamin, mushroom <laughs> supplements I have that Paul taught me to get in. Um, <laughs> I have five things that I take a day. I'm trying to work out what they all are. So three, six, and nine. Yep. Vitamin B, mm. A to Z, my weird mushroom thing. Oh, my probiotics. Probiotics. Yeah. Cool, that's fine. And then, oh, and then my essential amino acids, which is um, a supplement powder. Yeah, that's nice. And I, I, I should take creatine. I have creatine. Yeah. I just, like, remembering to do everything. Yeah, it's, it's just it's tricky. It's a pain. It's trying to, obviously, this is the same thing I say to people about in terms of habits and stuff. I really don't care what time you're taking this type of stuff, yeah. especially with a lot of these supplements in particular, essential amino acids, is about yeah. the amount of availability within yeah. the bloodstream itself. And so, again, creatine, you could put it in a certain position. Yeah, I, th I, was, I, th I saw something that said that you have to take it within maybe 30 to 60 minutes of training. After? Uh, I think so after, cool. yeah. So it's potentially what you're referring to is like the anabolic window, right? I don't remember that's that right. specifics, but I'm sure I saw something about that. It, like I said, it, there's two part points to the argument or discussion, should we say, is if you're not taking creatine, right, mm -hmm. I'd rather you just start taking it. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Where you decide to take it, 
you're, yeah. as long as you're doing it I every did day. I think that. Is, it, is that really an issue? It's like the whole calorie no. in, calorie out thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, you need that balance and obviously you need that amount for it. Obviously, my biggest gripe at the moment is everyone fucking hounding creatine loading like it's like never been taught yeah, about before. No, like at the end of the day, these supplements will be taken as much as you brush your teeth like daily, yeah. right? That you're taking it every single day. There shouldn't be cycling phases. People think they need to take creatine out when they're trying to lose weight. Like no, it's not like that's not gonna make any difference. No. Like, I think on average you're looking at four hundred grams in terms of weight difference yeah, as well. Things, which yeah. is nothing, right? If you are struggling to make weight for same day competition, then yeah, get it out probably the system just to see if it is gonna that's keep just like it. four hundred grams, yeah. It but... could be the, the make or break of it yeah. type of thing, but it's literally a daily supplement. And then once you've got that drilled into you, should we say that hey, I'm taking this every yeah. single day, you've got no struggles with it, so type of thing. Um, but back to your point in terms of timing, if you are referring to the anabolic windows, this is again another bodybuilding story crossing into the jiu-jitsu world which comes in there it's about obviously the timing of when mps or muscle protein synthesis is going on okay um and they did a test back in the day they got those of people who were fasted to do a workout give them some protein and they yeah. looked at the absorption rate and they said wow okay okay well, if we do it any longer after 60 minutes the absorption rate starts to go down and we start to lose our gains all of a sudden right and obviously every guy out there's dear god i need to hit the anabolic yeah. window need to get this done they redid the test, yeah. same environment, the participants weren't fasted, and the absorption rate was no, no different. Oh, so as long as I'm not fasted. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was the difference. And if you think about that, if we like yeah. deprive you of, I don't know, all your food, right? Yeah. And then- Make me train. Make you train, then give you a load of food. You're gonna go like, oh my God, yeah, your absorption rate's gonna be through the makes roof. That more sense. Um, but I don't know if that is the, what you're referring to with yeah. that one with creatine, but that's a common one that comes up from there. But um, yeah, omega-3, 6, and 9, uh, EPA and DHA are the two ingredients that you need to have a high yeah. dosage of, so don't get conned out of, uh, again, I'm sure this is not you, but um, of really low quality, sort of like, I don't know, Audi special type stuff or Tesco yeah. special type thing. Pollen and Barrett. Yeah, Pollen and Barrett, it's 350 milligrams combined of that is obviously the best dosage you can get for it. Uh, vitamin D, obviously, I know we've got great stuff at the moment, yeah. so uh, hence I think the last week we were both in decent <laughs> t-shirts yeah. where we are now to invest. Um, and then multivitamin, as you mentioned, which is fine. Uh, vitamin D, we've gone over creatine, uh, and then, ah, beta-alanine. Do you take any? No, I hate it. I know you hate it. It makes me fuzzy. <laughs> I hate you the tingling should, sensation. You should take it. Take it. It's the probably the best thing ever. The reduction of lactic acid, but take it with food, is what I'd recommend. Yeah. It reduces the buffer down significantly to the point where we've had some clients now like take it just before going to bed, but like after their evening meal, and they've literally had like no tingliness sensations at all. So okay. it might be suggesting, suggesting that, but again, you do yeah. you, boo. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. tell you what to do. <laughs> um, what else did you say in there? B12 then, yeah, and yeah. obviously that is probably the key thing that a lot of people don't realize when going to plant-based diets is that where, unfortunately, we're not getting B12 from most of our meats, poultries, and fish, for example, yeah. that's where it's gonna be an abundance of that altogether. Yeah, I have like 40,000. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that, <laughs> Just to keep it in there. Yeah. And obviously there's little forms that you can do that in. Obviously you've got B12 injections, you've obviously got um, obviously tablets which you can take. I'm unaware of obviously in terms of what one is more superior if there is a difference between the pair of them. Because sometimes yeah. obviously with tablet form, we don't get the amount coming through because of stomach acid, things like yeah. that and stuff like that. But at least it's like 40,000%, <laughs> surely. <laughs> at least 100% of that's that's got to go through. 
exactly. That's like, oh, what would be the logic there? If I chuck in at least 400 takedowns, at least one of them will count yeah. and he'll stay down. <laughs> oh, but no, um, in terms of that, then obviously it's nice to see, obviously, you switch the plant base, obviously somewhat in the Nate Diaz crew from there, which is pretty cool. Um, and obviously he's following it from there. Um, I have to ask out of interest, other than I think you mentioned before, some of the friends and family members that were doing it and stuff like that. Did the Game Changers have an influence that from the Netflix documentary? I didn't watch that until you didn't. I'd been, okay. a, I'd been uh, plant based. Yeah. Yeah. Quite enjoyed it after, after when I was plant based. Oh, yeah. this is great. Um, <laughs> funnily part. enough, the guy that made it is actually from the same town I grew up in. Is it? Yeah. Malcolm ah, Mowbray. That's I didn't know cool. that. Um, I always forget his name. That's uh, fine. Now it's interesting. <laughs> I, again, I don't know. There's been a few conversations on recently with that, and I, th I think with the documentary, I think what people have to realise sometimes is that it needs to be entertaining. Yeah. And so a lot of the information did get. I'm not going to say cherry picks are bad, but it reminds me of my university days. Like, <laughs> I say this that I'd write something on a study and be like, right, PubMed, right? How can I find something to make this agree yeah. with this statement type thing? Um, and so. A lot of things that were mentioned on it, like, oh, this guy's the strongest man in Germany and this type of stuff. Yeah. And then all the strong men were actually like, Eddie Hall, like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. We've never seen him before type thing. But in the, in the documentary, you still see him lifting a lot of fucking weight. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's not, I mean, it's not wrong. No, exactly. I, and think, he, I think what he did was he may have entered like a two-man category and won it. Like, I think that's what, realistically, <laughs> that's kind of what he did. Yeah. But like, you get these world's strongest men that like, oh yeah, I won the this, that and the other. Yeah, like what, two-man category? Mm. or you're the only one in it. It's like fucking default medals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it, this is the thing that it's good to have that awareness about it. And I think I can categorically say as a, as a nutritionist that the whole nation does not eat enough fruit and veg, yeah. right? I'm a little bit anti-AG1, which seems to be like the trend at the moment of taking the supplement I keep powder. seeing that, yeah. yeah. And I always like, oh, is that, is that good? Like, is it, is it, or is it more of a, don't worry about your fruit and veg? Here you go. Uh, the, the concern I have with it is kind of along those lines, right? Because they have something within it which is called a proprietary blend, right? Which means legally they do not have to state the amount of each and every ingredient they have within that blend, okay. right? So, for It'll example, like a ridiculously low amount. Exactly, right? And so when we look at typical food supplementation, and again, the joys of the university of going through countless papers of reading this type of stuff. Um, was, for example, for it to have Mars protein bar on it, yeah. they have to have a minimum threshold of protein, yeah. right? So the average bystander walking past and go, oh my God, that must have loads of protein in there, yeah. right? Yeah, like eight grams or... It'll be, yeah, it'll be over yeah. a certain threshold and you compare it to the normal Mars bar, yeah. it'll be like two grams over difference. Yeah, my coach Paul was saying he bought some protein choc isis <laughs> it was just like four grams of protein yeah. so you just ate the old box yeah <laughs> perfect love that don't get enough protein in the choc ice we'll just have all the box and it'll be fine so i will say one thing on this is uh we compared this last time to the the pringles remember we were saying is a tax thing oh god there's a massive yes. tax thing as well on the protein side so okay. because it's protein it gets classed as a um sports supplement they get a tax break for it and the reason we're interested in, in compared it to Pringles is Pringles is technically not a crisp, so they avoid like a savory food tax on it. Yeah, they it's classed as like a potato snack, so they because like, it's avoid, got a certain amount of protein. It's got a certain amount of potato in it. 
Yeah, so because oh. it's like they were trying to say, so they were trying to say I think, I'm not quite sure the way around of it. So I don't know. It was like basically the argument was so minimal potato in yeah. it that it didn't need to have this potato tax put on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, yeah, it's the irony behind Same it. Same with uh, Jaffa cakes as well. That's why Jaffa yeah. cakes have this argument whether a biscuit or a cake. <laughs> yeah. A little bit if you know, you know. Uh, there we go. Um, but yeah, in terms, of, like I said, obviously to the, to the bypass that by standard, obviously for that that problem with AG1 is again that yes it advertises it's got this giant list of like ingredients within there but as a lot of it's classed within a proprietary blend mm. like where you're taking 35,000% of your B12 for example <laughs> they could say oh it's got vitamin K in there is it it's like 1% of what's needed yeah. and so they have a great marketing campaign they've obviously reached out to the right people I need to do a bit more reading into it so again I don't want to presume stuff but obviously oh it's proprietary yeah. blend is obviously what they're doing because um, again, they've obviously got a good back, bit of backing from it, but I think it still is the argument where you hear some athletes go, oh, I'll just take this, it's fine, I'll just eat steak all day. And I'm like, your shits must be fucking horrendous. <laughs> That's like, why these fucking carnivore diets make me laugh. Yeah. Oh, like, you do you, but like... Yeah, there's a fine line to it. And I'm like, does it really take that much just to get a bit of fruit and veg in the diet? Not yeah. at all, right? And it's just, again, this is taking your health to another level, right? And there's a reason why a balanced diet for athletes is quite obvious that yeah. they're going to perform really fucking well, right? And then as long as the majority is made up of it, and then from there you've got extra foods in there to let's say, I don't know, keep the calories high, and that's when I know, for example, you yeah. can get the Greg Donuts in there or something <laughs> like that type yeah. of thing. Um, and that's obviously how we get that balance a little bit, but better there. But no, it's uh, yeah. There's my two cents on AG1 for you. Another little rant, but it is what it is. Well, then it's that, um, that stopped me buying it because I've been looking into it. I'm like, oh, it's so expensive, so I didn't do it in the end. That's the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure if you do the comparison in terms of what it's got there, and if again we were able to find out what those proprietary blend numbers were. Again, obviously, just with your plant-based diet alone, you probably already get that, mate. And so, again, it's kind of say that, again, general message is we all need to eat more fruit and veg, right? Just getting those fiber levels up are going to help with your gut bacteria as it is. You're going to have regular, better stools. You're going to be going to the toilet a lot easier. And you're going to be feeling just a lot more just with it type of thing, which is going to be good. But... um, Probably enough about nutrition, uh, but we definitely covered off the bit which got cut off in that section. Let's talk about this bad boy up here. How did it go, mate? Obviously, it's just gone yeah. the last weekend. It was brilliant. Right. I think they get better and better each time. Yeah. This time, um, so each event, we kind of have, I do a different thing, mm. like for the lower belts, that is. Um, and this time around, I thought I'd like give, I say, up-and-coming grapplers, just white and blue belts, like anyone who wanted to give it a go, mm. I thought I'd give them the opportunity to do almost like a sub-only format. Nice. Have a poster made. Nice. Like I get a little medal if they won, get photos taken professionally. I thought it would just be a nice experience for people. Yeah. So we did that for white belts and we did that for blue belts. Nice. And then we had like our main card as well. Yeah. Um, with the purple, brown and black belts and our two title fights. Nice. But yeah, it went brilliant. It was, uh, luckily, we've never had rain on an intergrapple day. <laughs> Five intergrapples, it's always been nice weather. Really? Yeah, I, I've thought that every single time. It's quite lucky, considering, because obviously it's in the gym, so people are going to be coming and going throughout yeah. the day. And I've always been like, oh, it's going to get fucking rained on. And I was trying to put two and two together what you were saying. I was like, is there like a roof in a bottle or something like this? Like, does it unfold? Or? No, just because there's like coffee shops around the corner, people yeah. come and go, like, yeah. But I've been quite lucky there. No, um, good, but no, yeah, it was a fantastic event. Uh, well, like, really, every, really good. I was say, everyone we've seen, talked to and stuff like that, I've all given like, really positive feedback for it, which is really, really cool to see. And I think mm. it's very generous of you to try and give that 
sub only comp experience to lower belts obviously mm. for that from there uh, especially for white belts actually i wasn't aware yeah. there was some white belts on there doing it so typically you know, not normally see like blue belts of yeah. a certain standard happy put their sort of neck on the line type yeah thing, this so. is literally anyone like nice. it, you could like i tried to match people as close to weight and as close to level as possible yeah um but i wasn't worried too much about the weight Okay. Like, you give me your weight, I'll find someone close to it. Nice. Simple as that. Like, yeah, and then we'll you. just make the highest weight of the two. Yeah. Just because we don't, I won't want people worrying about weight as it is. Mm. Like, yes, when it comes to the main card, a bit different because yeah. some of them are pros. Yep. I don't know why I'm going like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of them are pros and some of them are pros. Um, <laughs> not on my show, though. Yeah, I love it. I love um, it. And so I thought it'd just be a good experience, like yeah. having everyone around, like the environment is fantastic. Like, I don't go from a tangent here, but I always think to myself, when I, when I invite people on, they ask to come on, especially the black belts. Mm. I think, oh, when they get here, they're gonna, they're gonna turn around and go, oh, it's in the gym. Mm. But once the setup's here, like, I think it was brilliant. We've got yeah. the banner, we have the photographers, I have Max Brereton from the Grapple Club videoing, I nice. have uh, Steve McBride rolling shirts, taking photos. Nice. Max, uh, Max comes with Chanel as well and she takes photos too. Um, like it just looks so professional, I think. I think it's the little details that we've, we've, we've seen obviously some shows, obviously we have aspirations of putting our own show which we'll release more information soon on. And I think it is about, again, just generally giving a fuck, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. And like making sure that if I was to walk through this environment, how would I feel about this? Yeah. Would I walk away going, nah, never again, yeah. right? Or is it the case of, do you know what I actually really I like this? I get so many people telling me how much they love the environment here. Yeah. Because it's quite intimate to an extent. Mm. Like everyone's close, you can be right next to the matches. Yeah. And like a lot of these people are high level. Like some of the guys that, and the girls that I got for these matches are mm. ridiculous. Yeah. But then also to have the white and the blue belts have the opportunity to also compete. To mingle with it as well. Yeah. yeah. And like it's cheap as well like <laughs> i don't really make any money no um but i think for me i just wanted to give other people that opportunity yeah definitely and i quite enjoy matchmaking i think i'm quite good at it um <laughs> were there any mismatches yeah. on the day no no like, I, don't, I really don't think there were obviously some people are gonna get sub faster than others yeah. with white and blue belts you can't really <laughs> i have got the like, i got that homer simpson meme of like the two monkeys on a boat with a spoon yeah. <laughs> We'll probably Photoshop that in with your face on there. Just like, go. <laughs> um, um, like, you can't really know whether you're mismatching them or not. Yeah. So it's just match the weights. Sure. Like, I have a little look to see, are you brand, are you brand new? Like, yeah. tell me if you have just started training. Yeah. I'll get you against someone who else has just started training. That's really cool. Again, but, it didn't keep anyone out then by some of the things. Yeah, so I wasn't going to just let people come in and get smashed. And... Initially, Intergrapple was, for me, I wanted to just get our guys competing more. Mm. I wanted to get our higher belts out there, like I say higher, like purple belts, brown belts and stuff. Yep. Because we've got some phenomenal people here at this gym and like, I wanted to get them out more there. known. Yeah. Um, but then as, that, as it's progressed, it's just a show now. Nice. Like, we have a few people from the gym on it. Yeah. It's not like... Just, just not going to make. Not going to yeah. versus the world. Um, <laughs> but... Now, now, like, yeah, I feel like it's become a good show. I've got so many people saying oh, they love the environment here. Like, or, like it's just packed. Mm. I've got some photos of showing how busy it was, like, around the mat edge. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was fantastic. The only gripe I had was it was so hot. 
and it was just that the mats were super fucking slippy. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, Wet and wild. That's why we were mocking them <laughs> mid-match, in yes. between matches. Yes, every time, I don't know what it was, I'd come back to it after being distracted by something else shot. I'd just see it. It's Riley just fucking mocking yeah. in front of the camera. <laughs> I was just like, this is class, I love it. Um, but yeah, it looked like I said, from everything that I saw from it, it looked like a wicked show from there. Yeah. Um, I know, obviously, we've spoken off camera that we haven't got the next day organised any of that. No, leave Shane alone. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it's, it'll be good to see the next one type of thing. Do you think you'll always keep it in here, or do you think you'll um, expand it? I'd at like all? to expand it. Yeah, uh, and we'll just see what's available. Mm. Try and find the next step up from here. Yeah, like something else. I don't. Obviously, I don't want to put loads of money into a venue for it to then go down a shitter. Mm. Um, so I think just finding. A slightly bigger venue, maybe with some seating. Yeah. Some like separate warm up areas. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but for me, next thing is pay per view is, is the it? thing I want to do next. Okay. More than the venue. Because there are like 4,000 people watch this one. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good. That's like 2,000 on each video. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's mad. <coughs> That's mad. Yeah. I think I've got. Um, I have a few friends who know Fight Frog TV owners. Oh, okay. So really? I can definitely obviously drop that to you and see yeah, what we can do. Cool. That. That, that's a normal little stepping stone yeah. rather than some of the others. I'm, I'm not even bothered about expensive pay-per-view. Yeah. Like under five pound. Mm. Like I, I don't think you can argue with that. No, not at all. Like again, if you can be reasonable with this type of stuff, like I said, with what we got planned for stuff, we're trying to make it as cheap and cheerful for people. I'm looking yeah. at 22 pound entry, which I'm like, you look at any other local yeah. competition, you're paying 50 quid minimum, basically. Yeah, exactly. So and like for me, I was charging the white and blue belts a tenner. Oh, wicked. To get a poster made. Like, and I think my poster is pretty much shit on most of other, most other posters. Because... <laughs> um, I like doing it. Yeah. I get excited when they get better. Like, if you look past, um, right back from the beginning of the Intergrapple page, you'll see the progression. Yeah. Like, they were, like, they were okay. They were a bit better, bit better, bit better. And now they're like, yeah, I'm, even, I'm already playing around with the ones for the next one. Yeah. Just because I want them to look even better. At the part. No, it's the same thing. You just learn as you go along. Like, again, I look yeah. back at some of my original videos I did over like five, six years ago. <laughs> God, they're awful. Like, it's like jiu-jitsu. You look back and go, Fucking hell, I thought Why? that was cool. Your <laughs> <laughs> <Or> hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, we've fashion sense, should we yeah. say. Like, I think we've all been there at some point and bought the uh, Christmas Nogi Rash Guard thing. Oh, this is super cool and then it dawns I on you. Have not. Have you not? I have not had a Christmas <laughs> Nogi Rash Guard. Uh, then you, I think I see people then wear it outside of Christmas and go, why are you wearing a Christmas Nogi Rash yeah, Guard? Fuck, you got gingerbread made yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, that's all cool. Um, what's, well, let's just obviously talk about a few little things, if you don't mind. For a plant-based guy, you've got, it seems like you've got a bit of beef with a few other people <laughs> in the area at the moment. What's sort of going on there? It's obviously the Nogi British Open, um, unfortunately, it, obviously. It was a joke. Yeah. Like, literally, it was a, just a joke. Yeah. And he didn't take it very well. <sighs> so, and he, we, we had a couple of messages back and forth, and I was literally just like, bro, it's a joke. And then he starts accusing me. It's like, what? Okay, it's fine. I just like, couldn't get my head around yeah. it, mate, because obviously meeting you in person and chatting to you and that type of stuff, I was like, you're the nicest guy ever type thing. I'm like, yeah. where on earth has this even come and from? I didn't actually say anything. You didn't say anything? I didn't, say, I didn't accuse anyone of anything. Wow. I just went like this. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's how it all starts from, yeah, from the podium just from picture. This. Just because I had this bottle next to me. Oh, wow. And I pointed. Oh, wow. I could have been pointing because he won. Yeah. I could have been pointing because, yeah, would have been anything. So it's all started because of yeah. the... 
because of because of unathletic Matt Benyon. What have you started here, Matt? What have you started here? Um, yeah, that's it. Literally, wow. that's it. And some people, so to speak, may have thought they read between the lines, but hey. It is what it is. Oh, I don't days. I, I thought, like I said, anyone who's even got this bowl, because this is even my bowl, this isn't even yours it's type just thing. ironic. Yeah, it's ironic. I love it. Like, yeah. the, like, I'm surprised this bowl's not taken off more, oddly enough, in the bodybuilding world. Yeah. Right? Like, things like that, when I seen it, I was just like, that, that's absolutely ideal for it. But in the day, like I said, it just seems such... Uh, anyway, yeah. it, it is what it is. It There's is nothing what it to is. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, the next match, unfortunately, I know didn't go to plan for <laughs> you. Again, it seemed like the guy didn't like you for some reason afterwards. But <laughs> Funnily I think... enough, Ben, me and Ben got on really well. Yeah. I think that's just him. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> properly in the moment. He's just really, really happy that he beat me. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't, he just possibly couldn't picture it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to train together as well anyway. There's, oh, like, there's, no, there's no bad blood between me and Ben. Oh, I made a silly mistake in the match, got caught. It is what it is. It happens. Now, like I said, from us meeting you to then seeing this type of stuff, I was yeah. like, what the fuck has Shane done? Like, what's <laughs> going on here? Like, he's not someone to cause drama by the sounds of things. Like, I know you're not afraid of any sort of, like, like I said, like any raw, any fight, that type of thing. So yeah. obviously, you've got some news, obviously, you said you've got some obviously future matches coming up and stuff, which is really cool. But speaking of which, what, what have you got coming next up on the, on uh, the So next up, I am doing a combat jiu-jitsu match. Wicked. Uh, <laughs> on Wild Promotions. Cool. It's a, a local MMA event. Nice. Uh, and they've started doing a couple of hybrid fights. Cool. So I'm fighting Mohamed Shazli from Renegade. Ooh. Um, so he is, that's quite a big team. That is a very big team. Yeah. Actually, you've got one of my um, guys right now there, actually. And I'll be taking him on in like his combat jujitsu match, so cool. in a cage. That'll be quite fun. Looking You're gonna do like a Superman that. off the cage slap, like maybe. a bitch slap. Oh, maybe. Uh, he'll have to be on his back for that though, because I can't do. Can't, it's not just fucking bitch slaps from standing. Can you not do that? I don't no. know the rule set. Oh, so you've got to be in, get in the guard, have you? you? Didn't no, you've just got to. One of them's got to be one. You've got to be on ground. Ah, oh. that's all. I was waiting for like a George St. Pierre moment, like off the cage, like whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> just stopped and slap, stopped and, yeah. stopped and slap rules. Why not? Uh, I'm even better. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I was meant to do one last year. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, in, I'm not even prepared for it. <laughs> and I've trained a lot of MMA in the past as well. Yeah, I suppose. And I fully know what to expect. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. Um, so that's all cool. Any other matches after that at all? Or um, is it all just preparation? Nothing, it's nothing set in stone. Um, Hopefully, go go over going to the U, into the US in August. Okay, cool. So as soon as that's announced, everyone will, everyone will see it. Cool. Um, and then ADCC trials in September. Nice. Yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna be good as well. Looking forward to that. So yeah, definitely. yeah. That'll be good. Is that the one in Poland? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So I know obviously you got the other one in the UK, which isn't really good. Oh, that's, that's in August, I think, but it's just the UK Open. Yeah. So which, if I'm doing not busy, I might do it, but. Have you seen is, is a mini? Well, have they opened the bracket for the trials yet at all? Uh, I don't think so. I was looking the other day to see if I could sign up, and I don't think they have. No. Um, unless I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then please tell me someone so I can, <laughs> so I can sign up. Shane wants to sneak a stamp on there straight away. <laughs> He's like, right, okay. Um, I'm hoping with, like I said, for me, I've got no aspirations of doing. I think this probably helps yeah. with mindset talker, but um, aspirations are doing really well with it. But I think oh, I'll be popping yeah. over to Poland myself just to give it a bash and just see what happens. There's a few guys from my gym. I was going to give it a go. Yeah. In fact, actually, the guy that I fought at the weekend, uh, Sven, he's doing it as well. Is it? Yeah. I got I got the decision win over Sven. Uh, nice. 
on Interpol. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a biased decision. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine this yeah. image, like, yeah, you're like, I don't know, you just stood in the middle of the ref and you just come out to the camera and go, I win, it's my role. <laughs> my, my, my show, my, my rules. My rules. <laughs> he agreed with the decision, so that's fine. Um, I will say, though, he did out-wrestle me a little bit. So, yeah, but it was slippy. <laughs> I think that's the, one of the things, though, is that when it comes to it at the end of the day, is that the reason I look at that trial show, should we say, oh, hello, we've got a friend. It's Paul. Hey, Paul. That's, that's, uh, no, that's sorry, Freddy. No, that's, Freddy. that's not Paul. Hello, mate. You're all right. What are you doing? That's Paul. Oh, that's no, it's all right. Freddie can be in the podcast. That's all right. We've got to be second. Oh, two Why is he so wet? Because he was melting in the car. Oh, okay. What we were going to say next was, um, yeah, obviously doing the ADCC stuff for me, again, yeah. the way I look at it is just going to highlight holes in my game so much more quicker oh, yeah, than course. me trying to figure out something for six months type thing yeah. and then kind of thing like that. That's like so. that competing as well. Yeah. It really yeah. helps you learn to see what you've, what does and doesn't work under pressure. Natural environment, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, what we'll probably then do is uh, we've done the grip test off air, so we've added yeah. to the leaderboard, so we'll chuck that up. Um, if I am right in saying so, I am third. Third, I know. Behind... I uh, Dan Strauss who broke it um, <laughs> and Rich Rubino who is fucking stacked yes <laughs> As you, he will put his gains and his strengths down to the ultimate gi player basically so that would make sense yeah with his grips he's so, a yeah. big gi believer he wasn't a considerable amount above me so yeah fine. <laughs> which is cool um, and then we've got some questions for you which we've got good old Tom with his microphone set up there I do have a microphone now yeah it's fun um, cool questions I mean you've already covered some of them um, so one of them was you're going to do the ADCC trials? So yes, so good, good to know. When is the next instructional reversed Z guard? Uh, I don't know. There's some other things that I've been playing with from reverse Z guards. That from Tom Sparks. It is, it yes, is, yeah. Um, and I was, yeah, I was getting, I'm getting, I was hitting some different things this time from my reverse Z guard. So I'm just going to have to keep kind of honing that down a little bit, and then yeah, I haven't no dates yet, but. There will be another it's one. coming. Nice. Eyes on. Um, so, other questions we have is Ah, Goth Lord Range number three. When is it coming? When's the new apparel coming? I don't out? know. I'm not sure. I don't know what yet to, what to do next. <laughs> like, I mean, we, we had a good chat at the beginning. We, we think, you know, you Greg's could do some, Lord. Uh, Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg's Lord. Yeah. Little Greg's logo with Goth Lord Smack As much as I like the idea of a meme <laughs> rash guard, I don't think it fits. <laughs> <laughs> I might send you one for Christmas. Yeah, yeah I'll just yeah. send you one. We'll, we'll get, get one made, made for you. We'll get yeah, one made yeah, for yeah. you and send it. Um, uh, are you going to compete in Polaris next? Uh, when are you going to compete um, in Polaris? Correction. I think we said this year. Yeah. yeah. Nice. As far as I know. Ooh. As far as I know, this year. Oh, yeah. cool. I love a bit of Polaris. I got to say, big fan of Polaris. Um, next question we have is: What is the key to beating the unholy Gothlock? Unholy goth. Oh, I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> magician never reveals Book his tricks. with me, and I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> I know that question didn't come from Mark, but I've got to say, Mark, if you could probably listen, listen pretty quickly with it. But uh. if you want to know, you have to come book ch- a private with Shane, and yeah. he, then he will show you. Um, Greg's donuts or yum yums? Which is better? Greg's donuts. Yum yums aren't vegan. Oh, there uh, we go. That makes it easy. If they were, uh, Greg's donuts. 
Ooh, okay. They're always sold out as well, so clearly Greg's donuts are better than yum yums. There's still boxes <laughs> of yum yums sitting there. I don't, yeah. I don't rate yum yums. I think they're fucking oh, awful, personally. You hated me last great. time I said Yeah, yum yums are awesome. How do we, we do a podcast, right? Mm. Where we talk about uh, what's that like post comp like meal type thing. And we somehow end up going to those places, right? So we went and got, I think after last time we saw you went to. Um, we went to Five Guys. Five first. Guys, and we walked past the Greg's. I'm like, you talk about donuts. Yeah, talk about donuts. So, what I need to make sure, though. If with the Greg's donuts, they can be hit and miss depending on the temperature of the day. Okay. So if you end up getting the ones that look a little bit wet, yeah, that's shit. Oh, okay. You have to get the ones from behind the counter, not the ones in the box. Oh. And if it's a hot day. Pro tip. And if you if you can't, then just take them home, put them in the fridge, let them set, and then they are perfect. Wow. Okay. You, I've you've been gone into detail. I've, been, I've <laughs> it's fucking a thrown science. them away for being soggy before and disgusting. I like it. Deep in the rabbit hole, Greg Stoner. Yeah, I love it. Man, it's, it's got to be done. When you like food, you got to, it's got to be right, right? I get it, I get it. I like it. Uh, this is quite an interesting one. So, if you could have any match in any rule set with any person, and what rules would you pick? I'm going to assume because they haven't specified living or dead, so that's fine. Well... I don't know. Um, <laughs> Take your time, mate. It's I might beat Dylan Dennis up. <laughs> oh, please do it I'll have a combat jiu-jitsu match with Dylan Dennis oh, did you see, like, it was the irony after the last podcast we talked about Dylan Dennis and then all of a sudden all the shit was going yeah. about straight away and I seen you commenting straight on there like yeah, yeah get me I involved think, uh, I'll I have it quite a lot of people uh, put me forward for that yeah. I don't think it'll happen but oh I fucking I really hope it does that'd be funny that'd be amazing that'd be class yeah. So would it be jiu-jitsu? Or would you do combat jiu-jitsu with him? Or? Well, that'd be in Polaris, and it'd be normal jiu-jitsu. Nah, it? you never know. You never know. With slams. <laughs> uh, and the next question I have is your dream matchup. My dream matchup, which isn't you. Yeah. So. Oh, so like to who I'd like to yeah, watch? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Dylan Dennis and a meat grinder. <laughs> Just saying. Not a big fan of him, can you tell? That's a, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, okay, there's one match that I thought about recently. Yeah. Like one, both guys are relatively well-known, well one more than the other. Um, Owen, Live Z, versus Samuel Karras. I think that's how you say his name. Okay. He got, also got second at the Giant Trials. Ooh. He's like from Slovakia. And he's wrestled a lot. I think he got second at the Trials as a white belt. Really? And the day after he got wow. his blue belt. But obviously he doesn't do gi. Yeah. Um, that would actually be an interesting match, I yeah. think. Because like, his wrestling's really good. And he's fucking unit. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, not a lot of people know Samuel. Well, the thing is, it comes to a point with a lot of these matches sometimes where people are like, oh, who do you, who do you think is going to win this time? Sometimes I like to say, do you know what? I just want to be a spectator. Yeah. And like, not care. I just want to see a good scrap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. It's the same thing with like, the good old <clears throat> John Jones versus Ingano, right? Yeah. I think John Jones will win. Do I yeah. care if he wins or not? But I just no. want to see what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? And that's it. Is that all questions we got? For... That is all the questions that I've selected. You covered most of them when you were talking anyway. Some yeah. of it was about nutrition. Uh, supplementation was big when that come up. I think a lot of people struggle being plant-based and trying to figure out what the best supplements is. So you covered that off nicely. So. That's so cool. We'll, we'll finish with good. a couple ones that we got. So one which we've actually was a previous guest question, yeah. which we've now stuck in all the podcasts because yeah. we think it's actually a really okay. cool one. So which failure in your life do you cherish the most? 
losing to Jeremy Parr on Grapple Fest. Yeah. Because following that loss, I started working with a mental performance coach. Yeah, you said before. And like, it's made such a big difference. Nice. You knew that straight away as well. Yeah. That's wicked. Have you been listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one, I cannot remember for the life of me what the order was from Crocker. You're going to have to do another yeah, question for the, the next uh, guest, who's actually late on this afternoon. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to do oh, another okay. guest question. So you got to be quick on that one, so I can't... So, I the guest question was, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? A hundred duck-sized horses? Ducks are tiny. Like, a hundred, like, and if you kick one, then... There's a hundred of them. There's a hundred of them. It's, not, it's like, yeah, if you, you can take them all like, out quite easily. Yeah. If you hark back to like Legend of Zelda rules, you, hit, there, one, you uh, hit one chicken, you're in a lot of trouble. A horse-sized duck? Yeah. That's fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm round horses all the time, so I don't know what to say. But how big's a horse? It depends on what type of horse we're talking well, about. Well, we'll oh, go for a big horse. The biggest horse you can think of, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, but the rules... Uh, fine, you, all right, you, Mr. You, horse person. Well, they're bigger than you. Yeah, I know, but what's, you could, you could have big, like a little Shetland, for example. Yeah, right, but what's, that's, what's that's the, big, a pony. the big working one? Ah, that's not it's a Shetland, that's a Shetland horse. Po- still. Shetland pony? Yeah, well, you can have Shetland, you can have like smaller, smaller that's horses. It's still pretty big. I don't know. Shire horse, big, big like working Oh, they're horses, huge. The massive like, yeah, dog, like that. They're like a solid, oh, yeah. like no, seven, eight. No, hundred little, little ducks, folks. Yeah, yeah, there we go, little, little horses. Yeah, that's fine, I'll take that on. All right, put it this way the biggest horse you could possibly find I, I, sorry I, you, didn't stipulate, you didn't stipulate in the right, question okay. I, I've seen like I said miniature horses like no one like this but big but still that's still a big duck <laughs> I'd deal with that any day one of them rather than a hundred I don't know miniature ones yeah like, but that's probably as big as a duck yeah but a hundred of them yeah I'm pretty sure they won't be able to take more than one kick yeah. and you can probably take out a couple with yeah. a kick maybe three I might have to change that question to like a thousand. Fine. Here we because go. Horses aren't known for climbing either. They're not going to climb up you, are they? There <laughs> you go. If you right. knock a horse over on its side, I'll it's put this hard. in perspective for you. Yeah. The horse, the biggest horse in the world, <laughs> Guinness World Records, right, was a horse named Samson in Bedfordshire in 1846. He was a Shire horse that reached a peak height of 21 and a half foot. Is that is that like top of his head, or is that the length of the horse? I don't know it's, how you measure horses. Uh, yeah, that's just a goddamn big hands. horse. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was later renamed Mammoth the Horse due to his massive why. size. Yeah. So there you go. If you had to fight Samson, king of, <laughs> king of the giant horses, <laughs> yeah, the giant horse-sized duck. What's the, biggest, what's the world's biggest duck then? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I will find out. Biggest duck? Yeah, world's biggest, biggest duck. duck. All right, Imagine well, it comes well. as an ostrich then, yeah. A hundred ostriches. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'd change your mind then all of a sudden, wouldn't you? Oh, they'd be vicious, mine as well. Imagine that, just like oh, yeah. I need a question for the next guest. That's uh, man. This this is question. Air on this question uh, is yeah. Uh, don't worry, I'll do it now. It'd be, there you um, go. We'll do it off there. The largest duck in the world is a Muscovy. Uh, they weigh in at fifteen pounds and they're about thirty-one inches kilo. long. Fifteen pounds. Seventeen. That's, that's not a very so big. You've got seven hundred well, kilo know. chasing you, basically. Yeah, and they'd be quite quick after the horses, wouldn't they? Yeah. Do I have any weapons? Nope. <laughs> just your hands. Just your limbs. Just, like you, just, like the, just, the weapons yeah. that you normally use. Yeah. Just, just the guns you carry, baby. That's it. That's <laughs> you still go with 100. I'm going to go with the. I uh, know. No, uh, yeah. Well, Samson, the fucking. 21 foot. Fucking <laughs> yeah. hell. If we're going for the. the Samson the, the, Megabyte. You, yeah, you have a long neck, mate. You'll be fine. Yeah. You can guillotine him. You'll be good. Guillotine. Samson the Mammoth Watch. Can you imagine how thick that neck is going to be? You've seen his grip strength. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, um, he's a duck, though, now, isn't he? So, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. 
Comment below what you think. Yeah, what comment you, below. Yeah. That would be the best one. That's gone on a massive tangent. Thanks for that, Crocker. Oh, well, that's all good. But yeah, mate, again, thanks obviously for having no us problem. again. Really do appreciate it. Um, obviously, shout out to sponsors and stuff quickly. Or uh, Yeah, just shout out to all my sponsors. Scramble, Subguards, Brotherhood, Role Models, Sam Antonin, Becca, Louise Tattoo, as always. Yeah. Um, and Into Grapple. Um, I don't think I've ever forgotten anyone. I yeah, haven't. Ah, that's all good. Well, we look forward to seeing it at Grapple Fest as well. So that'll yeah. be cool. We'll be up there. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, thanks for having us back. And I can't wait to enjoy this session after as well, dude. So, no problem. All good. Ah! I got the scissors on him. I got the scissors on him. I was my panel alone. I wonder what they're doing, man. Yo, if you got this far into the podcast, well, you're in for a f- treat. Like Marvel, we've got some behind the scene bits for you, which we're going to start doing on some of the other podcasts. But thanks for supporting everything. Uh, hopefully see some of all you at Grapple Fest. But yeah, here's some extra bits which we uh, cut out of the edit. Enjoy. All tested? All sound okay? Hi. <laughs> Does the mullet look good? You might edit in like L'Oreal because <laughs> you're worth it. Just like... <laughs> right, are we going to label this episode 11 or are we going to be just... 10.5, whatever. What was I? What number was I? You were number eight? No, I think you were better than that, mate. Than that. Six. B team. <laughs> the B team. <laughs> the B episode. B-side. Yeah, we're going to do five part two. Five part two. Five part two. My wonky finger. Have you sent me the question? I've got a little stuffed scar there. Well, these two, literally, fresh white belt. I'm like rolling with him. I'm like, why is my hand hurt? I'm like, is he bitten me, the bastard? I'm like, well, he's like, he's like a fucking snake or something like this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's going on there? But anyway, yeah. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> right, when you get into this, we will get distracted and we'll just not even do it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just have a casual chat instead, record it? Yeah, why not? Like right, Joe Rogan. No worries.